0: It To The Finish Line radio show. I am Gladys Pearson, founder CEO of Making It To The Finish Line, along with this evening, Cassandra Bettis from Big Wheel Smokehouse. We come to you each week with words of motivation, inspiration, and informative information. We would like to thank Stealth for our intro music, A Time To Chill, off of his Keep It Smooth CD. And I must tell you, it is a time to chill. We have a good show for you this evening, and we have really missed you guys. Cassandra, what did you do this weekend? Um, I didn't do anything, Mom. Just really enjoyed myself. Um, didn't have any big plans. You know, it was the holiday weekend. Oh, that's right. It was the holiday weekend. Uh, Yeah, we just got finished celebrating Thanksgiving. Everything that we are so, so thankful for. Uh, Yes, we
1: we did. What were you
0: thankful for, Mom? I was thankful that God woke me up on Thanksgiving morning because, you know, I've been having some challenging health issues. Yes, yes. For the last three, what, three weeks? Pretty much, but I am much, much better, and I really miss being on the air, miss being on Facebook Live, mm-hmm. because I have not really been able to do anything, because the police have really been on me. Oh wow! Clarify, what do you mean by police? My children, my grandchildren. That's right. They have really be. Keeping an eye on me. Thank goodness for family. I know that's right. I mean, I was supposed to be going out of town this weekend, right? And it was suggested that I did not go because of the climate, the, the trans- climate, weather. the change in the weather, the airplane ride, la da la da la da la a la. Okay. So I had to abide by what was suggested. That's right. That's right. Always good to have someone that's concerned about you. Um, I was thankful for my family, for my health, and mainly that my son is back. Last Thanksgiving, he was not here. He was out of town, uh, finding himself or whatever he, the journey that he was on, and he's home. And um, that was a very, very great relief, and I'm uh, very thankful for that. I, you know, I hope. Our callers are listening. If you were thankful for something over the holiday weekend, give us a call and, and let us know what you were thankful for, because this is the time of year when we really need to be thankful and grateful. That's right. You can call in at 646 378 Once again, you can call in at 646 646- Three seven eight zero three seven eight. And you know what, um, girl? We got to give them an update on our on Kyrie. Okay, go ahead. Um, the young man that we did a fundraiser uh, for, who had lost his legs to a flesh-eating disease, he was in the Thanksgiving Day parade. They also did a special on him, Mm -hmm. leading up from um, when he caught the disease up until now. And I have to tell you, I was so proud of Kyrie. I mean, his spirit. I, I mean, you've never seen a young person whose spirit is like his, including his family. I mean, they were very upbeat. He spoke very well. And it's just amazing how this young man has persevered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's in school, and I sent sent his mother a little note and told her, tell Kari, I am so proud of him. And I'm looking for my ticket for this 8th grade graduation because I know it is going to be a lot of people there cheering him on -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean you just can't get any better than that right right he's doing remarkably well considering the challenges that he has been through and the challenges that he's going to go through I don't think he talked about that he did uh, receive one of his prosthetic legs so he's doing an amazing amazing thing so and we can't wait until you know next year to have a recap of the uh Kari Day. That's right. Every year we're going to have an annual Kari Day because he deserves it. Yes, he do. Yes, he do. And that brings us to our uh, topic, cheerful giving. Wow. That is a big topic. Yes, it is. Cheerful giving. Right. Oh, and you know what else? I forgot. Um, making it to the finish line received a Spirit of Detroit award. Oh wow! Congratulations, making it to the finish line. That's nice. Yes, it is. Okay, so that's second award now. Yes. Wonderful. In a in what in a, what a couple of months? Couple of months. Hey, Shelly, what's going on, sis? Um, that's great, Spirit of Detroit. Spirit of the city? What is it? Spirit of Detroit. Spirit of Detroit. So what we are talking about is cheerful giving. And why is it so hard for us to be able to give to one another? You know, I've I've, I've been talking about this. Uh, My mother and myself and I had um, my um, cousin, she donated money to the families. Um, the two families that we are um, adopting. adopting. One family is the young lady whose mom got killed at Burlington Co Factory by a co-worker, and we were able to give her a $50 gift card for Thanksgiving. Um, when we come and ask, we're not doing anything that we're not going to do for our, ourselves. We're not going to ask you to put in any money that we're not going to do. And when you say cheerful giving, you have to think about you never know where you're going to be one day, what can happen one day, and that you would hope that someone would be cheerful to give because you are in need. You just never know what's going to happen. This young lady didn't think that her mother was going to go to work at Burlington and not come home ever again. The kids whose mother passed away at the age of 34, wow, leaving four children behind, ranging from 17 to four. You know, you never know, and it's just the little things. The young lady sent me another text today thanking my mother and myself again for her gift card because she said it came right on time, that $50, and we got the gift card from Kroger's. I mean, you just never know when you would need someone to help you, when you would need someone to help you. And I was looking at something on Instagram. I was looking at this young man. He's in his early 20s. And last year, he stayed outside in the cold for 48 hours to work to see how homeless people live. And he asked his followers to give money so that they could go around and feed the homeless at the shelters. And when I went on Instagram, he was very upset. And when he was talking, he was talking about he has over, is it 100,000 followers between his two accounts, between his Facebook and his Instagram account. And he said all it would have took was $1 from each and every person, 100,000 followers, $1 from each person. That would have been 100 Would that have been $100,000? 100, mm-hmm. $100,000. What he could have done with that money to go around to all the homeless shelters to feed the homeless, to give them blankets, to give them um, toiletries that they need, $1.00. We waste a dollar in a day, sometimes more than a dollar in one day. So are you really going to miss that one dollar? Well, we've had the experience of trying to do a dollar fundraiser to defray the cost of our youth programs. And all we asked was, you know, when when we share something, and we ask the next person to share our information. And it it takes on the snowball effect. We never could get it off the ground. One dollar. One dollar. and And we've been working out of pocket for 16 years. One dollar. One dollar. You know with one dollar, I think I have. 600 friends on Facebook. But when you really look at it, friends. Are they truly, truly <laughs> friends? Friends. Because say 600 people and if you have 400 people, that's 1,000 people. $1. $1,000. Do you know how far $1,000 can go? that can help someone who's lost a loved one. Someone who had a house fire, someone who lost their job. Do you know what those funds can do to be able to help out somebody? If we had the funds and somebody called and said, my family just lost their house or my family just had a house, a fire. Okay, we can go into that fund money, give them $200. Go buy some blankets. Go buy some coats for the kids. That's what is supposed to be about, not being saved from someone else but us saving ourselves and helping one another. And I really don't understand where did the breakdown come through, but we don't want to help each other. Is it that we don't care? Is it because it's not us? It's not happening to you so it don't bother you until something do happen and then you want someone to help you? But then you have to think about, did I help anyone along the way? That's a good question. Did I help anyone along the way? Every time I go past those kettles, those Red Cross things, I'll be like, wow, I don't have anything. But I made sure that I scraped and I said, okay, I found a folded-up dollar. Let me give a dollar. If I see them again, let me give something else. Because you never know when that can be you on the other side. But a lot of people don't think about that. They just think about it right now. Anything can happen when you can need some assistance and you have some people who proud and don't want to ask for help you still never know when you're going to need assistance so when i listened to this young man he said he was just at the club maybe a week before he did his talk mhm and they was popping bottles in the club you know i don't know how much these different champagne sometimes the champagne is 500 dollars a bottle wow he said they he know they spent Fifty thousand dollars with the crew that he was with and other people in the in the establishment. Mm-hmm. But he and he called out his friends that he know have money, and he said he was really disappointed. I think he did raise a thousand dollars, and he wasn't knocking that thousand dollars, but he knew that he could raise so much more to do so much more for if, the shelters. If the somebody, if everybody had gave a dollar, a dollar, four quarters. Ten dives Two quarters, five dimes, One hundred pennies One dollar is all he asked for You know, that's what I'm looking at He probably was asking, I don't know what he was asking for But we just broke it down A hundred thousand followers between Facebook and Instagram And he couldn't get Nowhere close To what he needed to help out With the homeless I mean, not just the homeless But just Where do you find it in your heart to give cheerfully? Have you asked yourself? Have you ever ever gave? Well, I know I have. I mean, I'm just saying. Have you ever gave to something? Have you ever gave to? I mean, I've donated on the GoFundMe account when people need um, burial money, and sometimes I do sit here and say, "Wow." We can do everything else, but we can't pay for life insurance. But life insurance is not cheap. Life insurance is not cheap. I tried calling to get some additional life insurance, and it was almost like a car note. What? Almost like a car note for a family of four. Wow. So I get it. But you got to call around. And, you know, and I, I went ahead and donated to the GoFundMe account for people who didn't have insurance. You know, because at that time, the family member not talking about, wow, my family member didn't get no life insurance. They just trying to put their family away in a proper way. So, yes, I've gave $15. I've gave $10. i have gave what I had available to give. But a cheerful heart. And it shouldn't have to be around Thanksgiving and Christmas to give a cheerful heart. It really should be year-round. It should be year-round, passing the blessings on. Well, let me ask you a question. When you talk about a cheerful giver, so we see a lot of people on the street with these signs, I will work for food. So does that apply to them as well? You know, when I see people on the street and they have the signs up, I look at them, I look to see how clean they are. Mm-hmm. I look to see what kind of shoes they have on. If they have on a pair of shoes better than me, <laughs> nine out of 10, I'm probably not going to give you. It just all depends on how, it, how I feel that day. And I'm looking at that person, and they can be playing us, but it all depends on how they look for me to say, here, I'm going to get them something. So you're saying that they have to look shabby? I'm not necessarily saying they have to look shabby, but, I mean, they don't have to look like they just, You know, like, they were better off than me with a sign. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just saying, when I see some of them, I'm looking at the gym shoes, I'm looking if they have a haircut, because there was some people by my house, 96 and Telegraph, and we saw them... They weren't homeless. They was walking down to the motel. They went down to the motel. We saw when they came out the motel, they had changed their clothes. <laughs> they looked totally different than when they were standing up there under the freeway. So you know, a lot of them it is a scam because think about it. If a hundred cars pass and you give a $1, dollar, that's a hundred dollars a day, right? You know, this this is a job for them. I mean, they work at eight hours out there. And don't get me wrong, some of them are truly, truly this. But I don't want them to work for me. I don't want them to work for me. I'd just rather give them a dollar or two. Okay. I don't want them coming to my house. I don't, I don't I want love, none of that. Well, I agree with that <laughs> because they did a uh, they had a young man on the news this morning mm-hmm. where he went and interviewed some of those people on the street. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that some of the stories were just you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. And and, and they they were people just like you, you and I. When well, they say you only two paychecks away from being homeless. You're only two paychecks away from being homeless. One man he talked to, I saw the guy interview him on, on Instagram. This one man said he has been trying to get his stuff together since eighty nine. Wow. It's twenty seventeen when he got out of prison. Okay. And he has been trying to get his stuff together from eighty nine to nine. Well you know it's been said that when you go to prison and come out, it's it's much harder for you to try to get yourself together. Because people that. people don't wanna give you a a a, a break um but you know what I looked at when I listen to the homeless people talk, not mm-hmm. the ones that mentally ill, but the homeless people who had a job, who was doing good and fell on hard times. You have to be pretty strong to survive out here on these streets. Oh yeah. You got to be strong and you got to have good survival skills. But some of them are out there as a as a job, as a scam, and then you have some that are legit that are out there that's homeless. I ride down eight mile all the time, eight miles and telegraph. And it's this man who sleeps under that aodot. Is that what it's called? Right, right up. Fight out. There. He sleeps under there and I see him there every single day. Every single day. That's where he's sleeping. I don't know if he you know he probably could get to go to the shelter, but how he gonna get to the shelter? He over here at ninety six and Telegraph. Right. He over here at eight mile in Telegraph. How he gonna? Is no shelters around here? Right. And he had his buggy, and he pushed his buggy with his uh, sleeping bag and all that kind of stuff. Or when we be downtown and you see the homeless people sleeping over that vent on the on the sidewalks. Mm-hmm. You know that manhole. Right. You see them sleeping over that to get the heat. You know, I mean, homeless, it's serious. You know what I'm saying? so when it goes to giving a cheerful heart, what would make you give to a situation? That's what you ask yourself that. What kind of situation a person have to be in for you to give cheerfully, give willingly out of your heart? What situation would it take for you to give? Ask yourself that. Think about it. You know, I mean, and that that's a good question, and it doesn't have to be Christmas or Thanksgiving time. What situations do a person have to be in in order for you to want to give a dollar, $5, $10? What situation would it be? Because after you answer that question, then think about, If it was you. Right. If it was you. Would you want someone to help you? You really can't think about it too far because you're looking at, I have a good job. But that can be gone. No, I'm just telling you how people thinking. Okay. I'm working. I got a good job. I got a roof over my head. My vehicle is doing okay. So you can't really see. If something if you was to lose that job we've been in that situation where my husband went to his job and the doors and the gate was locked. He going to work every day, but it just one day he showed up at work and the gates were locked Wow, out of business did not tell the employees that they were going to be out of business so, this is a, we she going to work every day? I'm working. That job was gone, just like that. So now you're thinking in another form, but when you, in another mind, but when you going to work every day, you know, you're seeing things, you're not thinking about that, but it only takes a second for things to change. That is so true. And then would you be ashamed to ask for help? Would you take the help that somebody has given you? Would you take the help? That's a good question, because sometimes we all have that pride because we don't want people to know, and we just suffer because of our pride.. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that you know, we're we're all human. And we want people to think certain things about us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can lose your home, and I'm—I know I wouldn't be t- telling nobody that I had lost my home. But um, cheerful giving—that's really something to think about. cheerful giving. And it's not much you have to give. Which is true. Not you, much you have to give. You give what you can. I mean, if you have, even if you had 200 friends on Facebook, everybody gave a dollar. $200, you don't know what that $200 can do. And I'm the best shopper there is going to the oh, yeah market. So that 200 do you know would I would be able to get you for two hundred dollars? Cause I'm gonna take a hundred and go to the meat market. <laughs> <laughs> to the meat and market. And I'm gonna get you all kind of meals with the meat. And then I'm gonna take that other hundred and get you all the size that you need. So two hundred dollars can go a long way.
1: You yes, know, it so can. with you said.
0: We need we need food, Cassandra. I got you. I got this two hundred dollars. I'm gonna make that two look like it's four for you. Because I know how to shop. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's just, to me, I'm like, it don't take much to just give and to help out somebody. And for that person to be appreciative for what you did. So we just really got to get in our minds, hey, we got to help ourselves. We got to help our own and not look for others to come to our aid. If we could help each other at times of need, if we could help others, you know. Right. And it don't take much. Because we're going to help these two families. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it happen for them. Yeah. Because I know if I was in that situation, I would want somebody to help my kids. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or my family, period. Right. 'Cause it can it can be it can happen to anybody at any time. You're exactly right. Anybody at any time. You know, look at the little boy who lost his life in Highland Highland Park. You know, they at my husband's job they had a flyer on the car saying this is this young man's grandfather, he lost his grandson in a house fire and oh, everybody right. can donate ten dollars. Mhm. We don't know how many employees work there. But if it was a hundred people and everybody gave $10, thousand mm-hmm. dollars or the lady that was on the news this morning where they stole their bill. I mean, it don't take much. It's- and that's what I'm not understanding. If it don't take much, then what's the problem? If it don't take much to donate, to give, to help out a family, to help out a situation, What's the problem about cheerful forgiveness? I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> so at the end of the day, all I can do is my part. Me too. That's all you can do is do your part. I mean, when I put my information on Facebook, I knew it wasn't that many people going to donate, no way. I just put it on there and hopefully did one person, and that one person did she my Facebook friend, but she's also my cousin through marriage. And when I was telling her about the two families, she said, "Cassandra, it's her voice." Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cassandra, give me, give me my, give me my coat. Um, this envelope here, I don't have much, but, but I'm miss- gonna give you twenty dollars. And however you want to do it, you want to do one family, you want to do ten and ten. Here's twenty. <laughs> she didn't have to do that. I'm just telling her what was going on. You know, but I just in my heart, I knew what nobody going to, you know, respond. They don't like, but I knew what nobody going to give nothing. It just is what it is. But, you know, that don't stop me from still putting it up there. Which is true because it just, just one person may see it. Mm-hmm. That one person. And donate. And I was thankful for that one. And then I had my coworker. She, she just got out the hospital. And, you know, she's saying, I'm going to give you something for those two families when we get paid. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and that's really how it should be. Well, how much? Let me see what I got. Let me see what I can do. And then as the young lady who just lost her mother, she's 17 years old. And she told Leah the other day, she said, Leah, I tried calling your mama the other day just to see how she's doing. And she just lost her mother. She's 17. And she just wanted to call me to see how I'm doing. I don't know, you know, if she just wanted to talk to me or whatever, but it's just, and it's funny because she dialed the wrong number and she going to try to clown Leah and say that my phone was cut off. She said, Leah, your mama's phone cut off. I was trying to call <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And her phone cut off. And you know what the boyfriend said? Her boyfriend said, well, Leah, maybe you need to save up your money for Christmas and um, you get your mama's phone bill paid. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> did you know hit his 17 year old just lost her mother and she calling me just to check on me so you know with a young lady like that I mean who wouldn't want to help somebody you know who wouldn't want to help her right and if nothing else we just want to encourage her that she can go ahead and graduate oh yeah you know we don't want her to sit in depression and and just, you know, not not care. We wanted to graduate. We want all of them to, you know, continue do good. to do good. So not only, and another thing she told my daughter, she said, you know what? She FaceTimed her. She said, Leah, where's all those people at that was here when my, you know, the, the week my mother died or the weekly burial? She said, Leah, where are all those people at now? And that's, you know, that's something else you got to think about. After the after the burial, the people is gone. The people don't come around. They don't check on you. You know what I'm saying? So what I want to do, and I'm not asking nobody for no help, I'm going to cook them a home-cooked meal because I'm sure their mom used to cook all the time. So when I make something for my family, I'm going to cook something for them, and I'm going to just take it over there to them. Just take it over there to them because I'm sure they're missing their mother's home-cooked meals. And that don't take much. That don't take much to do. Spaghetti stretch.
1: Spaghetti, garlic
0: bread, and salad. That's the cheapest meal you can make. (laughs) That's what I'm taking, you know. But just, just a kind heart, just a giving heart. But that's all you gotta ask yourself: what, what I donate to? What would I donate to? A cheerful, giving heart. Go ahead, ma. A cheerful, giving heart. All of the. Uh, goes along with um, acts of kindness. And I know um, EZL used to talk about that on his show all the time. Acts of kindness. Just do something for someone. It It doesn't even have to involve money. Yeah. It doesn't have to involve money. It can be sending some, you know, calling somebody up saying, "You know what? I was thinking about you today, and I just called to tell you I want you to have a very good day." Now I'm a card person. Yes, she is. What do, that's another question. What do you do with all the cards people send you? I throw man's away. I don't. I keep man's for a couple of years, and then I go back and I read them. And then, um, especially birthday cards. And then when the next year comes, I look to see who sent me me a card last year to see if they give me one. This year? Yep. Oh, wow. But I'm a card. I don't understand what the purpose of cards are, really. I mean, you know, I throw mine away. Well, I'm a card person. I may send you a card just, I may see you know, be in the store, and that's it. oh, wow, this sounds, this fits Cassandra. I've never gotten a just because card from you. It'd be birthday, Mother's Day, anniversary, Christmas. Those are the four cards I get from you every year. Every year. But you just <laughs> kept on saying, you saw my way so why would I send you a just because card? Would that mean more to you? Um, I mean, the cards be nice. I read them. I, when I get a card, I try to see if the person matched the card up to my personality. Okay. So that's what I look for in a card when someone gives me a card. Did they hit it on the nail when they looked at that card? And when I see that card and I read it, some cards be me dead on. Your cards be dead on. But then right. after that, I'm like, what am I going to do with this card? You save them. I don't save them. I just throw them away. Well, I don't throw away, I my read God. them, and I throw them away. I look to see if there's any money in there first. <laughs> if it's my now birthday. <laughs> and then no money. I mean, you know, I'll go ahead and read it, but I ain't really feeling it. I'm just telling the truth. And then I throw them away, you know, because sometimes I'm like, okay, it's just too many of them. It's too many, but that's what I do. I mean, I don't make it right, but that's what I do with the cards. But I do send people just because cards. Yeah. And they be so, they be saying, wow, I didn't deserve that. What do you mean you didn't deserve this? I thought about you, and I wanted you to have this card. Right, right. So you can do a card. It doesn't have to be money when you try to do the uh, acts of kindness. Acts of kindness. It doesn't have to be money. It could just be... To just go and sit down. You know, just go and sit with a person. Right. You know, um, I know when my uncle, when his wife was sick, I mean, I was cooking him and his wife all kind of dinners. Taking them over their dinners. You know, he was like, well, I don't want you to go out and spend too much. I was like, well, I got to cook for my family anyway. So I was cooking dinners for him. Then when his wife went into the nursing home, I was still cooking for him. Because that's what I enjoy doing. You know, like right now. I work at the daycare. <laughs> I particularly don't. I, let me just say, I didn't think this is where I would end up, working in the daycare. But you know what I had to do to make it fun for me? I have to cook lunch for them. Because so, that's doing what I love doing. And when I tell you I'm cooking lunch for these babies, these babies are eating good. You know, I'm doing some good meals for them at lunchtime. And then, and then I went in my boss freezer to see what all she have, And I'm looking at all this stuff she has and she don't cook. So I'm already thinking about maybe before I leave some days, I'll cook dinner for her oh. before I leave. Because she just has stuff in the freezer that she not doing nothing with. Well, I, I know, you know, when we were talking about Thanksgiving, I have to let y'all know, I normally cook on Thanksgiving. You do. If, if it's nobody, if it's me. I cook every holiday. Mm-hmm. But this Thanksgiving, since I was under the weather, the first time I did not cook. And Big Will Smokehouse Mm-mm. brought everything to the house. I mean, when I say everything, Big Will Smokehouse, they outdid themselves. We did. We did. And the killing part is, they packed it all up and took it home, except for leaving me a teaspoon (laughs) of maybe three or four different things. They took everything else home. We did. We did. We did. Packed it up, took it back home. And I normally eat leftovers maybe one or two days, Thanksgiving and the next day. We ate everything, it was that good. I didn't have anything to freeze. Wow. This was a first. Nothing to freeze. So when I tell you I enjoy cooking, you know, I mean, who, I mean, it, I'm looking at all this stuff that, my, that she have in her freezer, and I'm thinking of recipes that I have at home for flounder, for this, for that. And I, I ain't going to even tell her. I'm just going to take it out some days and just cook it and tell her and just leave it on the stove and say dinner's already ready because that's what I enjoy doing. Wow. So I'm going to take away from the babies, because that ain't really my thing. <laughs> you know, but it's this a jail is where, this thing. Is God, this is where he led me for some reason. I'm there for a reason. So I have to get up every morning and say, Lord. And this, this week has really been hard. Hard for me to go. So I have to make it exciting for me to be there every day. So I was like, I, at ten o'clock, I'm thinking about when I'm gonna fix the kids for lunch. Oh wow! That's my excitement. What am I gonna fix them for lunch to eat? You know, I'll be like, well, should I put parsley on the um, mashed potatoes and gravy for the kids? Do I need to be looking pretty for them? No. <laughs> but this is that. That's what I have to do. 10 a.m. I'm thinking about lunch for the kids. So oh, you know you you that's when you know you love what you're doing, regardless of the fact that situation that I work at the daycare. I have to make it work for me. So looking forward to cooking them lunch works for me. So be it. That's what's working. Hey, Ooh. nothing wrong with that. They say you're <laughs> supposed to like what you do, right? <laughs> and if you like what you do, hey, that's all that matters. You know. So, but we're just talking about a cheerful heart. What would make you want to donate? I mean, ask yourself that. And some people don't donate at all, and that's fine. But just know if anything ever come happen your way, you're going to want somebody to help you nine times out of ten. And you don't do so people can do for you. You do, do it out the kindness, kindness of your, your heart. heart. Like, and along the way, you're going to get blessed for helping one another. And that's what it's really all about, helping one another, you know. And when I gave the young lady, I called her about her gift card. It took her a while to come. And I was like, wow, you know, we're giving you something free. But, you know, uh, my husband had to tell me, well, you know what, she grieving. She just lost her mother. She young. You know, young people is on a whole nother. level. you they on a whole other level. But when she did finally come and get the card, and when she went, you know, I'm sure that $50 came in hand for. You know, and then she texted me and thanked us again. You know, so my whole thing is if we can help somebody else. I mean, that's how you brought me up, to help those, you know, whatever you can do to help out somebody. Somebody you know, that's less fortunate. You know, or not even less fortunate, just the situations that they in. They in at that time. You just pass it on. I agree. You know. And, yeah, it, it's tight. It's tight out here for a lot of people. And you know what? And that's what we uh, try to teach our youth and our program. We, we tried to teach them, you know, last year I had all of them to bring. I think it was three toys each. And when we uh, gave our holiday baskets out, we gave the toys out that they had brought. Mm-hmm. So this year, you know, I'm going to do the same thing. I want them to bring some toys, you know, for these uh, two families that we're going to be helping out. Because that way, they, they'll they learn about giving. And they'll learn that you give and not always look to see what you're going to receive. Exactly. In return. Right. You're giving from your heart. hmm and that's and that's something a lot of our kids, they really don't know. hmm if, if they're not taught, then they don't know. So once you teach them, you they know They will better. know. You will know. Right. You know, and hopefully that they would just take that on with them through their life. Right. Just to give. I mean, you know, like I said, it don't always have to be at the holiday time. Right. You should be able to give year-round, you know. And then it, and like we said, it doesn't have to be monetary. <clears throat> It can be, you know, just seeing somebody who's sad and you may say a kind word. That makes a difference too. Right. A kind word goes a, long, a way. long ways. But um cheerful giving. I mean, you know, and, and, and you know what's interesting interesting when you ask uh, young people this, we talk about Thanksgiving and you ask them do, do you know the meaning of Thanksgiving and they'll say no and then when you tell them it's like wow because we had that discussion uh Last Saturday at our session, I had them to tell me, you know, what their Thanksgiving was like, and what were they thankful for and grateful for. Mm-hmm. And they and they could really elaborate. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had some, you know, good responses. Okay. I have to put it like that. They had some good responses, and I try to, you know, every time we meet, I try to. You know, find out from them what's going on. Did you do anything exciting? Mm -hmm. Um, And all of that means a lot to them. Yeah. Just talking to them, just letting them talk. Right. Not always them listening to us. Right. Just listening to them, seeing how their day went, what's going on. But the thing of teaching them cheerful giving, I mean, we can't say it enough, cheerful giving, cheerful giving, cheerful giving, because it's just so much going on to me that's just so negative. Right. And if you can just pass off some positive energy or doing something just nice, just because. Right. Just because. Nothing in return. You know, just to, just to hear that young man when he was like, I mean, my friends they pop bottles all the time. I don't pop bottles because I can't afford to pop bottles. I ain't wasting two hundred dollars. Well, I wouldn't know what pop bottles was anyway because <laughs> I'm, I'm listening fair. to you when you talk about. I mean, you know, you go to the club, they buy they buy the champagne or they buy whatever, you know, and these big old, and champagne and me could be two hundred dollars. I'm not popping bottles like that. So to take that two hundred dollars, I mean no, I'm not going to do that. But that's what he was saying. You know, him and his friends was in the club popping bottles. But then when he asked to give donations for the homeless, nobody wanted to donate, and he didn't understand why. And he was calling out his friends that he know got money. He wow. was like, I don't understand why. I know you got it, but if that's not what they that's not what they want to do with their money. Right. You can't make people. It's got to be cheerful. Giving. giving. That's the whole thing about it. You can't make people believe in what you believe in. You feel what I'm saying? I feel you. So, if they want to donate, fine. But like I said, I mean, I used to love to do something where every time something came up, if we wanted to help a family, and we talking about just $1, four quarters, 10 dabs, 100 pennies, $1. You're not going to miss $1. If we said we wanted to help out two families, okay, you're going to give $2. Every of my Facebook friends give $2 for the two families. Now, we already gave her a gift card. We already did Thanksgiving. We gave them a $50 gift card for Thanksgiving. Okay, now we want to do something for the one young lady, grandson, the young lady who passed away in Burlington Coat Factory who was shot down like she was nothing, in Burlington, Co-Factor, She left behind a grandson and a daughter. We would like to do something for the six-year-old grandson, and then for the family of the mother of four. The mother passed away two weeks ago. She was 34 years old. She left behind wow. four children, ages 17 to four. We want to do. We want to give the 17-year-old and the 14-year-old gift cards, and we want to buy toys for the fifth grader and the four-year-old. The fifth grader is a boy. The four-year-old is a girl. The six-year-old of the young lady who lost her life at Burlington is a young boy. We want to be able to do something for them. And we're going to do it regardless if we get donations or not. not. We're going to do it. It's going to be done because we already have that in our heart. We're going to do that. Right. So, I mean, but, you know, it's easier if we have the more we have to be able to take. I mean, you know, and that's really what it's all about. I mean, I have my own family. But, you know, my kids, they're not into toys. So, I mean, you know, you want to just pass that on. You know, I'm looking at those kids. I mean, they don't have their mother to be able to wake up to on Christmas. So you're not going to be able to take the pain away, but you can just make them feel like kids that day. Take a little of that sorrow out of their Mm hearts from missing their mother. And that's all we want to do is we want to make Christmas. But you know what? Every day. If I can just send baby girl a text, hey, I'm rooting for you. June will be here in a minute for you to graduate. You know, even things like that. I send the other young lady a text every now and then, hey, I'm thinking about you, baby girl. I hope you had a good day. Those kind of things make a difference, too, when somebody loses Right. Right. That's why I uh, was saying um, a cheerful giver doesn't have to always entail money. Right. It doesn't. Just your time. Kind words go a long way. They sure do. Kind words go a long way. That's what's the beauty of texting, um, sending a message through Facebook, hey, I'm thinking about you, you was on my mind today, and you just move on. And you never know how that can make somebody feel because you don't know where they're at at that point. You don't know where they're at. So it makes you understand and appreciate different things. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. You know, this is what happens when you go live. Um, but if you want to call in, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to call in, 646 six four six three seven eight zero three seven eight, do so. Let us right. know. Right, we got 12 minutes. Oh, wow, Somebody that's call that's in. Saying. Let us know some topics you want to talk about. Let us know how we're doing. Just call in and say, hey. I mean, you know, today, We only hear what, the first and the? The first and the fourth Tuesday of each month. Wow, seven to eight. Seven to eight. We only hear twice a month. And I tell y'all, I miss y'all in between that time. (laughs) Because I thought we were supposed to have been on last last Tuesday. I was all set up and ready to go. I don't know how much she was set up. She was still a little under the weather. Right. But, but she was uh, trying to make it do what it do. So, But then I kept on looking. I said, I don't see making it to the finish line. On the lineup, on the station. Right. <laughs> I said, did they forget to put us on? Wow. Nope. Wrong date. So, you know, we're going to leave this number with you again. six four six three seven eight zero three seven eight. 646 And I'm just going to do my own commercial. For Christmas, I'm going to be doing delicious rum cakes. Rum cakes. (laughs) Rum, bum bum (laughs) bum. So if you guys want to put your order in for your rum cakes, please do so because my spots be filling up fast. You saw the cakes I did for Thanksgiving. I did those Italian cream. I did the banana pudding cake, and I did um, caramel, and we did... And the caramel was delicious. Italian cream, butter... Uh, I'm sorry, Italian cream, which had a cream cheese icing. It had pecans and um, coconut in the batter, and then you had the cream cheese icing. Wow. And you had the coconut on the outside of the cake, and we had the pecans, toasted pecans on top. That's the Italian cream. I did a banana pudding cake. If you like banana pudding, you will love the banana pudding cake. We also did the Limit Supreme. Limit Supreme was excellent. They had a cream cheese icing as well. My phone is dying, y'all. It's dying. Uh, Shelly. We don't want to talk about no Keith, okay? (laughs) Now, that's a little bit much. Keith Sweat is (laughs) is Shelly's... What what about Keith Sweat? I mean, you done seen him 20 times this year. 20 times? Sister. She done seen him more than 20. I said this year. Oh. (laughs) What about Keith Sweat, Shelly? What about him? Right. What do you want us to say about (laughs) Keith Sweat. (laughs) I just want to hold you, baby. <laughs> wow, that's all I'm going to say is wow. That's all I can say. I mean, <laughs> you hear your mother? You hear your mother? He said he been moaning for 30 years, and it works for him, and he is not going to change. That's right, that's right. All in his concerts. Did you have any announcements to me? Yes but you just Knocked me out the box No I didn't Yes you you did You got nine minutes Well you know we are still Recruiting For the Young and Elegant cotillion. We have Fast slots We're trying to fill By December The end of December We meet every second and fourth Saturday of the month from 1 to 5 p.m. And I feel every young lady should experience the tradition of cotillion because it it really builds up the young lady's uh, self-esteem. It really lets them know they don't have to be validated by anybody. So if you know of a young lady ages 7 to 17, refer them to making it to the finish line, young and elegant cotillion. We have five slots, and we're going to fill them up fast by the end of December. Shelly, we know you love him. Key Sweat. I tell you, girl, that's how I feel about Craig T. Cooper. Like you love Keith Sweat, I love me some Craig T. Cooper. And you know what? We're still trying to get him to come to Detroit to the perfect venue. I wish I had uh the kind of luck you have with Keith Sweat with Craig T. Cooper, but I'm not going to give up. We're gonna get him here one day, and I hope it's soon. Shelly King. I love him. All righty, girl. We know that. My motivation for today is just be happy. It's time to just be happy. Being angry, sad, and overthinking isn't worth it anymore. Just let things flow, be positive. That's my motivation for today. Just be happy. It's time to put, it's time to just be happy. Being angry, sad, and overthinking isn't worth it anymore. Just let things flow. Be positive. And on that note, We um, we didn't get any callers, so hopefully the next time we're on the air that you will call in, 646-378-0378. And we will uh, be posting our topics for the uh, next first and fourth Tuesday from 1 to from 7 to 8 p.m. Let me get it together, girl. I, I'm just forgetting. Just the hair. You think it's the hair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't say that. It's the hair. <laughs> so, 7 to 8. Take this number down, 646 3780378 Always looking for call-in, sister. Sometime call in, girl. Call right. Call in and, call call in and be day. lab girl. So, Six four six three seven eight zero three seven eight body dot radio.com that's the station um, body my spirit well, you want to give them a recap the recap is just being a cheerful giver if you have a dollar give it to Red Cross make sure you put your two dollars in go to the finish org you can donate to them uh, for our families for Christmas to you sure can. You can always go to MakingIntoTheFinishLine.com. You can bring your donations or your toys to 2140 Holbrook, Hamtramck, Michigan. You can d- drop off there. On Mondays from 5 to 10 p.m. On Thursdays from 5 to 9 p.m. And on Fridays from 6 11pm. That's right. So those are the days that you can drop off toys. Toys, monetary gifts or you can donate right through the website making it to the finish line. What is that? M-I-T-T-F-L dot org. You can donate there. I mean hey, and your donations are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. And guess what? Don't feel left out because we need y'all. We don't want you to say, Oh my goodness, we didn't have time. You got time to get those two dollars in or whatever you want to get. You wanna get more than two? I'm just making it easy for you. You wanna get five, fifteen, twenty? Do you. But we saying two. Because there is a donate button on the website. That's right. So donate. Come on, make some cages happy. Make some babies happy. And for you baby boomers, y'all babies is already grown, get some new babies. These some new babies right here. They everybody's baby. Which is They're true. all our babies. Come on. That's y'all. right. They're all our babies. That's right, that's right. So well, this brings us to the close of our show for today. Ooh. I've really had a good time because I've really missed doing this. Right. I had to drive all the way out here to Bloomfield. But that's okay. You wanted to drive out here. <laughs> Not really. Well, Well, the first uh, Tuesday, we'll be back at our regular location, which is closer. Thank you. Closer for her, but further for me. Mm. But as we close, we want to thank you for tuning in this week. We want you to have a wonderful, safe week. And we will see you the first Tuesday in December. December is just right around the corner. Right around the corner, so I think we'll be on here next week. That's next week, next uh, the Tuesday. Next Tuesday. So it won't feel like we'll be gone a long time. Right, right. And we want to thank everybody who uh, tuned in on Facebook Live. Thank you. We appreciate you. We do. But uh, you know, share cheerful giving. And this ends our show for this evening. Tune in out Facebook later. What?